the intention of the Creating the Game podcast is crystal clear. My goal is to inspire you along your awakening journey, to provide you with conversations and resources that help you create the life of your dreams and support you in finding more connection with yourself and the beautiful world around you. Thank you for taking the time today to listen and do the inner work. I hope you leave this conversation with a closer orientation to your truth. And we are live. Welcome back to the Creating the Game podcast. The first video recording. I see you out there, all you YouTube watchers. In addition, um, it's it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute since I've been on the podcast. The last episode was in the summer with Eleni Kalakos. We're already rolled into a new year, um, 2020, baby. And I am thrilled to be back on the mic and to really hopefully provide some value today around transitionary periods of our life. Um, because I've recently went through a transition and I think transitions provide us a beautiful opportunity for us to take our old reality construct and our old truth that we've applied in our day-to-day life and apply it to the new situation. And all of a sudden this new environment stimulates us to find out what the gaps were in our old model, where the holes are, um, what was true that isn't necessarily true now. And as we talk about uncovering truth, like the intention, as you heard the new intro, the intention is clear. Like I want to support you on your journey of finding deeper alignment with what is true for you. But for me, it's not necessarily about finding an objective truth, like a judge that, or a God that sits outside of ourselves that that is an, a true action and that is not a true action. For me, truth is about finding a frequency. It's, it's in every moment and it's not about like having some sort of philosophical or spiritual context. It's literally like tactically, I am in a situation in my day-to-day life in a conversation in the way that I'm working out and connecting to my body through yoga or fitness and the things I'm eating in every moment there is a truer frequency for us to operate on there's a frequency with more intention with more um, appreciation with more excitement for life that is essentially what I'm talking about with truth is to really uncover a higher frequency for ourselves and by doing that like we do that for everyone around us right so, you know, that's what these conversations are really about. And really the intention of today's episode is to uncover through transitionary periods, like where are the opportunities for us to create a truer frequency? So I'll give you my recent updates and how I've learned and apply these sort of truths. And this is like a very much like a lecture format. There's no notes like that I've prepared at all. It's it's really off the cuff. It's from the heart. Um, I really, as I've moved into 2020 with this podcast, I really want to have a pure creative process that, you know, is both from the mind and the heart and from a space of alignment. And, you know, that's why I've actually been really still recently and not producing the podcast is because I knew in this transitionary period, there was so much for me to learn. And so I took the time to be still, to mind the lessons, to go deep, um, in the transition, in the change, to under, to discover um, more of who and what I am. And I think that's what every 
environment gives us it, it's, a, it's a mirror for us to understand ourselves and our connection to this reality fuller so yeah so i moved cities um from columbus to cleveland i graduated school i started working full-time i'm part of a fellowship program called venture for america i work for a venture-backed startup it's a sick company um, i love the people there i love the pace i love the learning um, it's in the cbd industry so like one month in the cbd industry is like a year in every other industry with you know price compression and marketing claims and not having the fda or usda's backing it's it's been a wild experience but um, that's currently where i'm working and i love it and in addition to that um being in this new city i'm still figuring out where the groups are that i'm going to be a part of like what friend groups what communities that i want to be a part of how i want to engage with this city and ultimately give to it um, because it's giving me a home right now and i'm still finding clarity on that front but in this transition i've learned that there are certain values like the one of the real values in going through a transition is that we have the opportunity to elevate the things that we believe that we value in our hearts more in this new transitionary period. So in college, like I was around on the weekends, a lot of drinking, which was at that point and still is fun, right? It was cool. It's, um, it was a great way to spend time. But for me, as I moved to a new city, I knew that I didn't want to fill my weekends with, you know, those activities, but rather with activities that allowed me to like feel more aligned to like grow my energy to invest myself into like really cool um, content and books and so and people so it's been a really brilliant time to like elevate those things that i value um, without the pressure from like this social norms and your friends that you're living around so you know, that is one of like the first takeaways is like really realizing like, damn, through this transition, what are the things that I can elevate in this new life, this new job of mine? Like whether your transition is like totally new job, new city, new friends, all that, like that's what I'm going through right now, or it's just new job. What are the things that you can elevate in your work life that, you know, kind of rebalance you onto that truer frequency? So, you know, that's been a really amazing takeaway. Um, and in elevating myself to a you know um to new values i've joined a mastermind group called fit for service and it's started by the founder of on it labs his name is aubrey marcus i followed his content for a while um he's been a great mentor and teacher for me on my path and um, i'll link to his podcast and uh, profile in the show notes um but yeah, he, he created a community that's the premise of it is that in order for you to contribute in the way that you feel called to in society, that we have to do the inner work, that we have to become fit to serve others. And it's out of that place of service that we are going to be able to contribute and create the biggest impact. Um, and I really resonate with that and um, also the community in general. So it went through like an application process and I got in and um, the whole premise of this year's fit for service program is to follow the 12 stages of the hero's journey for the 12 months out of the year. And the hero's journey is 
um, a concept written pretty densely about by Joseph Campbell, and it's pretty much the framework for every great story that you've ever read or listened. But in identifying this like framework in our own lives, it's a really impressive how I can identify certain areas in my own life that I can apply this framework to in order for me to be the hero of my experience. So the first month was all about the ordinary world and this second month of February has been about the call to adventure. And I just got back from an experience in Tulum, Mexico, where it was a summit all focused around the call to adventure and I got to interact with these other humans who I've been hanging out with virtually for the last month in person. Um, And it was really affirming that this was the right choice. This community is incredible. And um, to really appreciate being surrounded by other conscious individuals. And I think that is another takeaway in this period of transition is the importance of like, if you are feeling some sort of disconnection in the way that like your community around you is and how you're connected to it, like don't be afraid to take control of like your experience in your life. It's okay to like want more. It's okay to be more. It's okay to um, to shed like the script, to shed the matrix, to shed the things that like everyone imposes on you in order for you to like act on the things that you know are important. Like really the beauty of the transition is that it is an opportunity for you to step forward as a new self. So, you know, that's something that I've gotten to do here with this group, and it's been a, an awesome experience. Um, but I'd love to go to the point of, like, in my transition where some of, like, the greatest, like, learnings came from. And this is magnified to me by my experience in Tulum with the Fit for Service group. So we went through different ceremonies, And in each ceremony, the three ceremonies was, um, it was a Mayan clay ceremony. It was a Tamaskal sweat lodge ceremony and an ecstatic dance ceremony where we like danced under the moon and for like two hours um, and danced like all the trauma out of our body. And the other two ceremonies were dope as well. But in these containers, like we set an intention, like a clear intention that we wanted to bring forth into this ceremony. And by setting that intention, it almost unlocked or opened the door to like the healing or the transformation that we wanted to occur in those really energetically charged settings. And although like there was a shaman or a leader of like these ceremonies, they are not the the person who who holds the door like who holds like the key to unlock your connection to the divine and what i mean by the divine is like that your connection to your higher self like your permission to step into a new story to shed the trauma that's been that you've been carrying with you your whole life or for a while to shed the the old self the judgment that we carry with us into each moment like they are merely like holding the door open with a smile the shaman is is merely stimulating and creating the environment for you to feel safe to to do the deep inner work but like the biggest thing that comes through for me in understanding these ceremonial settings was the power of a super conscious intention 
and how we brought that super conscious intention into an environment and all of a sudden the environment stimulated the change that we wanted to experience. And, uh, and it, for me, it felt a little bit like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but in the most beautiful way, because I asked myself, how can I bring that sort of super conscious intention into my everyday life? And there's a quote by uh, St. Francis of Assisi, who it says, preach the, wa- the word of God in everything you do and sometimes use words. And for me in this metaphor, it's like to preach the word of God is like to literally just like live in your truth, to relish in like your own alignment, to speak in the way that you stand, the way that you hold space, the way that you listen. And it's not necessary for us to like project through like words and trying to explain to somebody else like what the essence of what we're trying to create or the connection that we're trying to feel. And we don't need their affirmation to do so but rather like let them just be inspired by your presence. And that is something that we can speak in every single moment. And so what I've found as the messenger for my like speaking of uh, my connection is, is actually just setting a super conscious intention and bringing it into every setting that I'm a part of. And I think it took me a while to get to this point. So I'd like to go back into to a space where like it maybe didn't fully resonate with me and build to this point um, so that maybe it will resonate with you. So in my transitionary period, like from college to post, post-graduation, I experienced a lot of dissonance in my expectation of how a moment should go and how the moment actually went. And this is not necessarily like me out here living with all these expectations of how people should treat me and how outcomes should roll out in front of me, like the red carpet unveiling itself as if, you know, my life is perfect. But rather, this is, I was uncertain about certain areas of my life. So what I was doing is I was trying to control everything that I could control. And I think it's powerful to control the things that we can control. That's something that we're taught to do, um, especially on the self-development journey. But I think it also can be very limiting because if the outcome that occurs does not match up with like the thing that we thought should happen, all of a sudden that's, that's called suffering. And so for me, what I found is that I was merely judging my life and this new situation in my like new environments, I was judging these situations. And all of my life, I've let that judge like be a big force in my ego because it protected me. It actually allowed me to understand an environment and to find a way that I could like place myself in it, right? And by like understanding the environment and saying the right things to be accepted, acting the right way to be accepted, I could stay in the tribe. No one was going to kick me out of the tribe. I wasn't going to be lonely. But this judgment had become so sophisticated in my life that it was judging like based off of a future conception of what like should or shouldn't happen. And we all do this, right? But like, for example, like when I sit down and I plan my entire day 
and then my day doesn't go as planned or that somebody comes along and cuts me off in traffic or even just comes along to like have a conversation and we don't give that person time for that conversation, like we're judging them against the idea and the conception that we think our day should be this way. And for me, like my judge had um, really masked itself in my ego in the form of um, priorities. So it's like, oh, this is my priority. This is what I want to do. But it was really an obsession with making things the way they ought to be. So I had to release like a lot of that judgment and we're all releasing it. Um, But I think that for me, a lot of it came in the understanding like that the first wave of release came through in the understanding of that when I go throughout my entire life planning every single day, every single moment that things ought to happen this way, that I'm really OCD about where my things are, the way that I'm carrying my time into each moment and setting a plan. It's really coming from a, a, a space and a fear of the uncertainty. We want to be certain about the outcomes, right? But when we can step back, And we can realize that like when we live in that space where we're afraid of all the uncertainty, like we're actually stripping ourselves away the ability to enjoy the potentiality of life. The best thing about our life is that it is not written. The story is still yet to be written. The best thing about our year is how much we have to accomplish this year and how it might, all these new people might come into our experience, these new opportunities. The best thing about your day is that it's not written. Something crazy could come out of the, out of the, the, the cosmos and pass by you and just be the most amazing thing. And if we go throughout our day, like only allowing the things that fit what we want to be certain about to to occur in our lives like we are not holding space for the potentiality for life to occur for life to give back to us as we are giving to life so that was like for me the first wave that started i started to feel like the ripples of like wow like there's a lot of potentiality in life and like i started to really meditate on that and journal about wow like i'm so excited about the things that are going to happen today that I'm uncertain of. I'm really excited to figure out how to solve this problem that I don't know. Like I'm not in resistance to that. And so then as every moment began to unfold, I was pairing like my level of confidence and certainty like in myself and in my belief that like I'm the one to you create um, to create my life in every moment. And with that understanding that like life also has to like create with me. Like I also need to accept the fact that there's uncertainty and potentiality and I want it to be unwritten. And there's like a beautiful, um, there's a beautiful talk by Alan Watts where he talks about life being a dream. And in, if we were to dream about like our entire life in one night of sleep, how we would dream a life where everything happened exactly the way we wanted it to happen. We get the car, the material items, the the people that we want in our lives. We get to create a huge impact and how it would be the best day ever lived. And if we were to go back the next night, 
all of a sudden we'd want a little bit of a shift because if we got all the things that we consider perfect, like then it's just, it's just exactly what we expected. We can't live perfection over and over. So we'd say, oh, maybe I want to change this thing out. Maybe I want to be a little uncertain and let there be a little bit of fear here in leading up to this moment of triumph, right? And we have a dream that night. And if we were to do this dream over and over and over, we'd continue to layer in more uncertainty, more potentiality, more uncertainty to get us to the point where we currently are at. Where we currently are at, our current lives. Because there's no better way to like live than to um, live it this way, to realize that the constraints that we have in our life are perfect. They're exactly where they need to be for us on our current path in this life, you know? So that's just a beautiful metaphor that like allows me to relish in the potentiality. And I'll actually link that in the show notes. And then, you know, then now we can layer on this idea of like the intention that we had just discussed in the ceremonies earlier. So we understand that like there's this give and take with life, but like, what I've found in, in my transitionary experience into a new, new environment is like that the same way that our society and our consciousness is shifting from, you know, once management, now leadership, where we were like, oh, management is the way. And now we're like, oh, it's really about leading people, giving them a little bit of freedom. The same way that we're understanding that like ethics and morality, right? Like, Ethics are the confines of our social and economic structures that we've, you know, agreed upon our, our um, political structure. Morals are deeper. We're starting to like transcend like the same way it works with goals and intentions. And so like when I was setting like goals and being a judge of my experience, like I was trying to hit things exactly the way they wanted to be. But I found once again, I relearn that the power of intention is one of the most beautiful things that we can bring into this life. And to start every day and to go into every moment of uncertainty with an intention that you want to learn all the lessons you can learn, that you want to be connected to yourself through the experience, like whatever that pure intention is and to feel it emotionally, right? Not to just like say it out of fear, but to feel that intention and to carry it with us in, in each moment. I really believe that that intention is like our offering to life. And it's weird because, you know, it's like our intention is like a song that we're giving to life. And when we feel it and we set it consciously, all of a sudden the universe grabs the other side of the dance and we begin to dance together through the experience. And I've found this to be one of the like most profound ways for me to understand like currently how I can carry with me my spiritual understandings into this ordinary world, into the matrix that we talked about the ordinary world and the 12 steps to the hero's journey. The first one is all about this world that we live in, the societal norms, the, the, the rules that we agree upon, um, the way that we exchange money, like all of these rules, like we can't change, like we can't just remove ourselves entirely from it. But the way that I can bring my depth and understanding and alignment with myself into every moment is truly through my intention. 
And so like, once again, it's not about me saying, you know, speaking to encourage a transformation in others, but rather for me to speak in the way that I stand, in the way that I see, um, in the way that I enjoy the experience. So I think for me, you know, I feel at peace um, and really excited about today's message. Um, I hope that it gives you some clarity in your transformational experience. And if you find it to be valuable, um, even just in the application of your day-to-day life or in the application of your own transition to a new city, new job, new whatever, send it to a friend. Maybe send this to a friend who's about to go through a transition or recently went through it. And hopefully it provides them with a little bit of clarity. Um, But ultimately your truth is your truth. And um, I'm letting you know how thankful I am that you are doing the inner work for yourself to create further alignment with yourself because by doing that, the entire world gets better. And by you doing this work, you are listening to your soul's call. You are, you are answering the call to adventure and you're making this entire world better. So I just want to say, I see you and I feel so connected to you from the other side of this microphone. Um, and just share it in the way that you stand. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, Please go ahead and give this a subscribe or rating or whatever you feel called to do. Share with a friend or family. Um, But most importantly, go out and create your game, baby. Peace.